Hey, what's up? This is Jeff Anderson, the jerk from Clerks. You're listening to the Three Nose Podcast. I want to punch them right in their nose. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. (laughs) The Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. There we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jason. Happy birthday to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, welcome, buddy. Welcome to the Three Nose Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. You've had a full fucking week this week, haven't you? I'm 50. Yeah. Get Uh, off my damn lawn, you damn kids. Did you get your your walker and your cheater glasses? uh, They're on on the way. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we got got delivery notifications. They're on the way, you know. Um, no, yeah, I turned 50 and just another day, you know. Yeah. You had a pretty good day though. I had a great day. (laughs) Um, I did take the day off work and I did take Friday off as well. (sighs) Unplanned, but I did. And that had, that ends up having a story. Okay. Um, If only we had a podcast in which we could share stories. I just, I just don't know if I should talk about it. Why? Um, Statute of limitations? I I took the extra day. I just took the extra day because I needed to. So and, mental uh, health day, bro. Well, yeah, you were fucking now, traumatized. So for there's three 50. of us. There's three of us that cover that warehouse. Okay, one was already out on with medical appointments. Brian. Yep. Yep. And then I took Thursday, and then ended up taking Friday. Okay. And Shane was down for the count on Friday. Don't. <laughs> with a swollen face from an infected, to- broken tooth or something. Oh shit. So uh, yeah. So apparently, like the supervisor of shipping had to babysit or babysit the warehouse on Friday. Wow! Um, I bet uh, you have heaters come Monday. Oh, we are, we do have heaters. Well, I'm just saying, we have really good heaters. Uh, now, maybe, yeah, maybe. The, Holy the fuck! Good it's ones cold out there. Uh, good ones. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a, well, it, it happens. It's, it happens. It's a, a super rare event, right? How often do I turn fifty? Right. Usually once. Right. So, I. Would not no, I'm not a uh, <laughs> ageologist. You've only age-ologist. done it. You've only done it once. So I've only done yourself, it once right? so far, and In your experience only once, right? So I, I'm 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 not saying it might not it might not be different for you, right? Or or, or. you could f- slip into a temporal fucking Groundhog Day somewhere <laughs> along the line and just keep fucking reliving that fiftieth birthday. Well, uh, I'll have the memories so far. Okay. So. Because it was a damn good day. It was a, a quiet day. You like, didn't even have to go to the AK. The eight? What's that? Uh, it's, it's an end. It's, it's a NWA. It, today's a good day. I didn't have to go to the AK Ice Cube. Okay. Up. All right. It's it's fine. Okay. It, All right. It, somebody somewhere will get that. Somebody reference. somewhere's giggling right now. Yeah, they're going. Right. Oh, okay. And the I'm old, ru- I'm ruining it for them right now. The old you. the old white guy okay. pulled a uh, fucking ice cube reference out of his ass. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I said uh, it one time before on a Facebook post. Uh huh. Something about yeah, it was a, it was a really good day. I think it was like Taryn came down and we had breakfast with my dad and like this. And I said yeah, it was a really good day. I didn't have to go to the AK. Andre goes, did you just quote Ice Cube? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Andre, I did. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there, there's somebody out there who's going to catch it. Right. So, <laughs> um, so, well, first off, there was the, my, there was the internal struggle 
the internal debate. E- the eternal. Uh, eternal. Internal. In- internal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eternal. Internal. Of uh, smoke to smoke or not to smoke. And you just fucking. Well, because my wife is an enabler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're blaming your wife, are you? I, yes and no. Yes, yes and, and no? Yes and no. Because, uh, yes, she did enable me. So Absolutely. that's a big yes, dog. <laughs> but but it was probably inevitable. Let's just put it that way. Oh, now you're a Thanos. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, Wednesday night. Thursday was my birthday. Wednesday night, we're sitting there, you know, just chill, you know, and... Uh, as you're apt to do. It's like it's like 9.30, getting later, you know, it's usually bedtime. It's like 10, 10.30, so, you know. And she goes, do you want your birthday present or birthday present now? Because she had to work. She was working the next day anyway. Yeah. So, do you want it now? I'm like, okay. It's against sure. protocol, but... So she, uh, so first she breaks out the t-shirt. Okay. Or, uh, turn 50, you will. You know, yep. A Yoda. Awesome shirt. That was my uniform for the day. <laughs> um, and then she gave me the basket. I saw the pictures of the basket. A big ass basket that she wrapped and had wrapped with pictures of goofy pictures of me from yep. raw Facebook from over the, for over the years. And it was the basket was filled with all of my favorite junk. Because I have to make everything about you about me. I did notice a couple pictures of me in there as well. A couple, you know, yeah, I think you're in at least one of those pictures. Yeah, two, two. That's how egotistical okay. I am. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, you just didn't see the same one twice. No, it's okay. a different picture. Um, uh, but <laughs> yeah, just full of my same favorite <laughs> treats: some chips and aloe drink and yeah. chocolate bars and cookies and yeah, most of that basket's empty now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long. I I will say this: I have been on a massive bender because mm-hmm. also in that basket was um, a tube of two pre rolls, yeah, and a bag of flour for me to grind and pack. So there's totally the enabler. An enabler. There's the enabler. <laughs> um, so I'm, I, you know, after that debate, you know, I smoked that night. You know, right. I, know, I gave in, and it's I've your been, birthday. I've been on the bender ever since. But you know what? I'm fifty. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. No, I don't give a fuck. Zero fucks. Zero fucks. Zero fucks. That's All right. whether this is just just me just giving up and just I don't you know I <laughs> you know it's a it's probably a phase as everything is but obviously uh, I'm not ready to stop smoking. No, this is this is definitely not a phase. Uh, obviously, um, I'm not ready to stop smoking. No, this okay. is this is Jason's lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And um, I know they give this the phrase. Do you listen to a Dave and Chuck from the Riff at all? Not so much anymore. Because they, uh, they, they say that Chuck lives the sloth life. Yeah. Or, or a soft life. But I know they've also called it sloth life. And I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, it's just where I'm at. Whether it gets any better or changes, I don't know. We'll see. I just, I'm tired of fighting it. I'm tired of, and I'm tired of beating myself up for it. Okay. I get Fuck you. It. I get you. Fuck it. Like, I had to believe. When you said you were going to go, you're you're gonna fuck, jump on the wagon again. Yeah, I'm just like, he likes it too much. It's 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 who you identify with I, as. I, I'm not. I'm still not entirely happy with myself over the whole thing, you know. But well, and, 
you know. I just at some point, at some point, as with everything else in my life, yeah, I'll probably it'll change. Okay. I'm just not there yet. I'm just not there. But yet. you just have to like you're you're going to do it regardless. Yeah. Right. So you're 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 beating yourself up because you think you should be doing something else. Yeah. So you just have to find that spot where you can you can smoke and do the other I got to handle my fucking high and that's well, what I have. Okay, doing. this has that's been a major and continuing <laughs> uh conversation about yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. So I, I just and I acknowledge it. I've always have. I've always you know, I I try to own up to all my shit. Sure. I try. As as you're you supposed know. to do as a fucking functioning adult. And I, and I know in the end, I'm only I'm I'm hurting myself the most. Mm. So, I am hurting myself the most. Are you hurting yourself though? Really? Yeah, I am. Yeah, because I know this is still going to affect what I'm not doing, the things that I'm trying to do that I'm not. Okay, I know it will still affect that, but I'm trying. To, but you're cognizant of this, and you've always been cognizant of it. Yeah. So now, okay, you you've had that a couple stops and starts. Mm-hmm. You're aware, more aware now than ever. And you gave me proof of the fact that you're aware. Yes. Well, and and that, that's also is something else that helps. So having to get this backstory for, for this new game, um, that was key. And that I've been stuck on it. I was stuck on it for most of the week until I had this, the thought, the whole putting that background together. That that's what I need more of. Yeah, I think to try and get those juices flowing more, I'm gonna I I gotta stop trying to focus on my bigger projects, like the Phineas stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna just I'm gonna start looking at my random characters that I have made on D and D Beyond and others that I can make. Yeah, and I'm gonna make backstories for all of them. That's a smart way to do it. Just do make you, a collection you, of backstories yeah, that. You, uh, you know, that fit to a certain character that I've created. Yeah. I think that, you know, a short burst like that, I think will help me. Write one page. Get something. Yeah. Write one page that's, for each of those. That's really all these are. That's not very long, right? And you but, know what you do? You just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So you make a new character, you write a page. Make a new character, write a page. Soon, you're going to have a fucking fully fleshed out world of characters. And a goddamn binder full of writing. Yep. In your in your experience, um, how was my backstory? Good. It gives me as a DM a fuck ton to work with. That's where I, you know, because I have been a DM, I I feel like I yeah I I know what kind of backstory is the right type of backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, you always hear the, the the horror stories. You know, and I'll never understand people writing you know their backstory that they're descended from the giants or yeah their gods yeah and all that. No, you're not. You're not. No, that's you're, that's you're, a story that you your GM develops with you maybe. Right. You don't even the odds of that happening are even fucking even more minuscule. Exactly. Some of that, like. The story that you sent me. Do you want to read your story of? I, okay, you know what? Sergeant we've kind of we've kind of gone off the track of. My, okay. Oh, my, your birthday. My, my birthday. Yeah. Okay. Let's we'll, finish. So your... we'll cycle back to this. You had you had a very. But good the week. creative, the creative flowing, the, 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 it's key, and that's what yeah. I really need. I need more well, of. That's, that's what. That's why we got sidetracked because yes. it all 
it it all is dependent on your weed use yep and your creativity output and and we, how those two are fucking not intersecting and in in particular and this is something that i really have to uh, start paying much more closer attention to the strains uh yeah yeah i was i think i you know, I try to lean towards sativa because, you know, that's the, that's your more awake and alert. Yep. But even amongst sativas, the strains are completely different. Yes. And they they hit me different. Yes. And I've noticed this because I went back to, like, to what I'm on today is an old favorite called Jack Hare. Mm, yeah. And, which that. is notably one of the better strains for productivity. Okay. So Stay on that. That's what... Well, I'm I'm gonna be that that and there's a couple other ones because you know supply yeah, 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 can yeah. always wear out. There's a couple of them that I've, I'm working off a specific list. Do you know I'm what you do? Buy a bale of that shit. Well, if, you know if I can get it the flower and a, and a cheap enough within the budget. Because yeah. now I have to adjust my budget even further. Because <laughs> oh of, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the other aspect that Crystal's concerned about. Which, but she's aware, and you know we're on the same page there. So I just. I do seem to remember. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's also where slowing things down has to happen, you know, because the less I have to buy into it, then, and so on. Well, to do that in, like, the, the, the long run, listen, like, knowing your history, you, it's, it's a matter of the fucking idle hands. That is a big part of it, yes. And um, if I'm, you if if you have to figure out something to keep yourself occupied, so you're not going, oh, I've got nothing but time on my hands. Oh, I'm going to go outside. Yeah, but there's also um, I want you know a routine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm going to stay at this and I, you know going to follow any sort of routine, I got to make sure that it's a sensible routine that doesn't overdo it. Think of it. Um, create a system of. When you come home from work, all right, mm-hmm. so say, say, um, when you come from work, say, like, for instance, instead of writing, you wanted to go work out or something. The first thing you do when you come home from work, change into your gym clothes. Mm-hmm. That starts the thought process of, oh, I'm getting ready to go to the gym or work, whatever. Yeah. That's the first thing you do. You create a system that helps you think in that direction. So instead of you get home from work and like, well, fuck, now what do I do? Well, I'll go outside. Yep. That's yeah, that have is, something else that's to do. Exactly. It. I gotta. You gotta start setting up a routine. Yep. Lining things up. Yeah. That's that is all part of. Those are steps that I am looking to be taking, and I've I've started it with my morning routine. Mm-hmm. I just haven't worked it into the later routine yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Steps, right? See, one of the one of the things in one of the books I just started reading again, a new book. Um, you want if you want to write, be a writer, like write character backgrounds. You have to write. You have to write exactly. That's that's the thing. So. Um, I don't know if you do a lot of dictation into your phone or type into your phone or... I, I, I struggle with that because it never... I, I haven't had good luck with the transcribing. Yeah. It, it, it always fucks it up. So carry a small notebook. When a char- an idea for a character pops in your head, write it down. Yeah. Write it down. get back to that. I used to do that years ago. Right. 
So, like, just get, like, a small moleskin notebook. Keep it in keep it in your back pocket. You don't even know, you wouldn't even remember that it's there. But when you do, like an idea pops into your head, reach back and write it down. I, if you're like me, working in a warehouse, you always have access to a pen. So yeah, so that's all you do. Like you're like except when I absolutely need one. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> karmic law right there. But you you as soon as like that idea, a nugget, even like a line. You don't have to fill a page like that. But when it comes to like, oh, this, write it down. I'm like, this is something I'm going to start doing. It's carrying a little notebook and a pen around. So if and when I get something pop into my head, oh, just I want to be able to jot it down. So that's that's going to be helpful and handy. In like, oh. if you if you when you get home. So you say you've had a, a, a full day in the warehouse of jotting notes down. When you get home, transcribe them into into your computer or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, and then, I'm, I'm in the process right now because I have I have my old PC, my old desktop is uh, hooked up right now. Mm-hmm. Having to, I had to pull a bunch of old stuff off of there because Crystal couldn't find her resume and stuff. No, uh, so. Getting all that, so now I'm in the process of starting to clean it out to uh, so I can turn it into a Plex server, like I've been talking about. Yep. Um, but while I was in there, I realized I had character backstories for multiple characters, but I had them in like three different spots. Oh. <laughs> so I probably have eight to ten or more in there already yep. from all these various characters. Okay. Some that have seen some play and some that haven't, but. I'm proud of all of them. Like yeah, yeah, I yeah. write, I, I like to think I write a damn good backstory, and I don't fall into the uh, the usual tropes of the chosen ones and all that kind of shit. I I look at it as setting up where the character kind of came from, as to what and what type of character yeah. it is, like yeah. the mentality and honor code, whatever. But also, I try to give some plot hooks, something that the GM can always call back to. It should it fit the story. Yes, yes, you know. I feel like th- those are some key elements that you want in a, a character backstory. Yes. And I try I to give that in all of them. And then some get taken further and it expands and well, it becomes an obsessive project that <laughs> <laughs> that everything connects to in some way, shape, or form for me now. Well, you said the, the connective tissue of all of those characters is really your brain. So mm-hmm. you you have a universe inside your head where all these characters live and play. Yeah. And somehow, some way they're all, they're all part of yep. that, the, the, the Jason verse for lack of a, a better verse. term. Well, but, you know what else is part of the Jason verse? What? The first film that I watched on my birthday. Which was? My favorite film. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Nice. Fuck yes. Yep. Like, God damn it, that movie just makes me feel good from start to finish, head to toe. Um, I had a neat thought about, I, I would like to see somebody take that movie, mm-hmm. take all the audio from that movie, okay. but animate it. Ooh. An animated re, re, reimagining. It's still the same movie, like almost like, uh, like an, an, a rotoscoping kind of thing. God, you could probably do that. I just, AI, you're probably well, doing a lot of things with AI. You yeah, could probably do that. Yeah, but you know, I just feel like that could be pretty cool. 
Yeah, that, that would be a pretty neat thing. But uh, but then I got. I thought I've read all the trivia on this film. I was I I like. Is there anything I don't know about this movie that would be interesting? And then I see this for your fiftieth birthday. For the, on my fiftieth birthday, I see this. Now a piece of lost lore <laughs> that apparently they filmed one other song scene in the Bob's Country Bunker. Not Rawhide. N- they did Rawhide. They did Stand, Stand by, by Your Man. Man. And I thought there was one more. No. Well, they started out with one of the blues. Yeah. Songs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they got booed oh, off the stage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They did those two. Well, apparently there was one more song. Country and Western? A country, country and Western and song. Western song. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. Um, and, but for me, it stands out because, like, a lot of people might not know this song. But I do because it's one of my dad's favorites. Oh. Like, when he first told me about it, he kept going on about Sink the Bismarck by Johnny Horton. Johnny Horton is that the guy that did the, uh, like the uh, the the war eighteen twelve? I think he did a song like that too. Yes, but the Sink the Bismarck 18. was like a it's like a military yeah. riff folk song talking about the about sinking the Bismarck around the Sink the Bismarck to the bottom of the sea. Johnny Horton, yeah, I my dad would go on and on about this song, and now you're telling me. That there is a version of this song as done by the Blues Brothers. Okay. And there, that it was filmed, it was recorded, and that footage has since disappeared. All right. So, uh, Johnny LaGale Horton, rockabilly musician, the Battle of New Orleans, springtime. Let me see a discography, please. It's one of my dad's favorite songs. And yes, the Blues Brothers did record it. That scene was filmed for the movie. It got edited out and disappeared. Off to Sink the Bismarck? Sink the Bismarck, the name of the song. There is an audio recording of it, though. I have found that. Okay. And I'm going to be playing that for my dad because I told my dad that this exists and he's even he's really curious because he liked the Blues Brothers too. He's the reason why I watched it. <laughs> Johnny Horton, Sink the Bismarck lyrics. Yep. Okay. It's uh, that was that blew my blew my mind. A piece of trivia that connects to my father that I found out on my 50th birthday. Well, that's just that's. An interesting coincidence, if you go. I, I don't think I've ever heard this song. Not a lot of people would have. I know I know the Battle of New Orleans. I think that it's his number one hit, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I watched Blues Brothers. Yeah. Um, then went for a delicious breakfast with the wife at Andy's place. Perfect. Everything was perfectly cooked. Like What'd you have? Yeah, just standard bacon, bacon eggs, standard you know, bacon. sausage, you know, yeah. sta- you know, bacon egg sausage, birthday you know, Ponzerotti. No, not for breakfast. <laughs> um, so then did that, and then at noon, I went for a float therapy because Crystal got me two floats. Did you do a sauna first? No, 
No, no, I just, I just do the tank. Just do the yes. Next time, do a sauna first. A sauna first. Then do the float. Okay. That's that's the combination I found works really good for me. Okay. Now, do you do the open tank or the closed? No, tank? I prefer the closed tank. Okay. I did the open once. I tried it. I did not like it. Uh, primarily because it's the open room. You can't control the air temperature just enough. Um, I found that because of the open air, the salt was actually drying on my exposed skin that wasn't in the water. Gotcha. And it started to get uncomfortable. Oh, so, okay. No, I, I, I'm fully in the tank. I, that's the way to go. Do not do it stoned. It does not mesh. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. But you think you'd think it might, but it doesn't. Okay. It does weed, not. Weed? Weed? No. Mushrooms? Microdose oh, mushrooms? That I have, no, I have no doubt. Yeah, that that's the way to go. That sounds dangerous. No, thank you. That, that's, that, that sounds expert level. That, no, no. That's no. That's beyond me. I prefer to just go in sober. I'm not saying. Go in sober. Let not, my, not, I, don't I, go I, in there with a heroic dose of mushrooms. I like in the experience to letting my mind just go. Yeah, that's like, it. That's no restraint. Idea. Just yeah. let my mind yeah. go wherever the fuck it goes. Whether I'm talking to myself, whether I'm listening to whatever faint noises are coming through and trying to put something to it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Putting visions to, together that are of the, the spots in my eyes, whatever. I love the feeling I get from mm-hmm. it. And when I come out of it, I always just feel so just loosey-goosey and relaxed. Yes. And, well, like I said, you, you, the flow... Like I said, it, it takes all the compression off your spine. Yeah. And you, you, you can feel yourself loosening up. Yep. I actually um, found that I had to, like, stretch my legs a little bit in the middle of it just because it was getting too loose. It wasn't used to the feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah. I'm old. I'm hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm hurting in the wrong direction now. Come on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just I love that feeling. So had that had that float. Um, then I went home, and I wanted to watch They Live. I so wanted to go <laughs> over and watch that with you because you FaceTimed me. Yep. And I Just said, showing you the opening. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, your your wife needed you. So yeah. Whatever. I ended up watching it. Tally was coming over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he picked up some, picked me up some oxtail from Yardy Vibes. Yeah. So good. Yes, it is. So good. Um, and so he showed up and still had like a half hour left of They Live. Yep. So I watched They Live. God damn, They Live is just a fucking masterpiece. Has Tally seen? He has. And? He's not much of a fan of that really? one. Really? He's, he's, yeah, he's not much of a fan of that one. Now, what surprised the fuck out of me is the fact that, and I thought I watched it with him, he's never watched Blues Brothers. What? I, How is that even possible? I don't know. I watched it with Xander. Apparently, Tally was not there. I thought Tally was. Wait, so that doesn't. Even, so he is uh, definitely having his first watch with me. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely happening, um, and that's happening sometime soon because I'll watch that movie any day of the week. That doesn't um, make any sense. I know. Shocked the hell out of me, especially when was it two years ago? He he watched a new movie every day of the year. Yeah. And it wouldn't. Why? I don't know how he never did. How he never watched it. It doesn't make sense to me. He never. He didn't say this, but he might have been potentially holding it off for me, uh-huh. and just hasn't mentioned it. Yeah, because we went to go to the Highland and we watched it. Did, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but 
Like that was he's never last watched year. It. He's never watched it though. So wow. But we will be soon. Okay, cool. That so was had that nice shot. Nice. So uh, yeah, but we finished watching They Live, and then we end up uh, watching a uh, stand-up comedian Stavros Halkis. Uh, he's, I think he's fairly newer on the scene, but he's, I think he's been around a little bit in kind of underground. Uh, he's a big doughy looking dude, kind of like us. Okay. Um, I, I'm not sure where he's from, but he just, he, he's, he's just really funny, observational, does some little bit of crowd work and whatnot, but he, he, he even though he's big and doughy, he, he acts all confident and you know, <laughs> like the ladies love him and all yeah. that stuff. And. Oh, he's a comedian, he's, he's, so he's got confidence. He's pretty funny. He yeah. was pretty funny. Xander was going on about him, so we ended up watching that, and then Tally had to leave. Um, so uh, he he went to his uh, church rehearsal, the choir, um, and then, so Xander, Landon came down. Okay. And, well, hummed and hawed a bit about what we were going to end up doing and end up uh, watching the first three episodes of... The Legend of Vox Machina. No. <laughs> oh, Dragon, really? Dragon Landon into another piece of my animation world. How did he take that? He's digging it. Really? He was digging it. He was digging it. And he knows. We're going to watch it together. That's nice. Uh, that, okay. Yeah, we'll watch that one. And like, Is he aware of Critical Role vaguely, in Vox Machina? Vaguely, mostly because of what I've talked about. Okay. But he has seen a few memes and stuff here and there. And he doesn't know much, but he's aware of it. You would think... With his deep dive into anime, he would run across. Oh, he was recognizing voices. Voices. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, okay, he caught that's... on that Liam O'Brien was the voice of a character in Naruto, like right away. Okay. He's like, hey, that's that's so-and-so from Naruto. And he's like, pulls his phone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then I, he recognized at least one other one. Okay. Like right off the bat, he's like, "That's so and so." Would it be Sam? Sam's pretty recognizable. Um, I think was it Sam? No, I think it was Laura. Actually, Rome. Did he did he play Last of Us? I don't think so. No, no. Okay, but I think it was Laura that he recognized. Okay, although he might have also recognized Sam like later on. He caught on, but. I wanted to make sure to show him the first three episodes. Cause yep. Get past the first two episodes, that fantastic introduction, <laughs> and we get all the calls. Like we get the, the, we finally get the. I would like to rage. Yep. Which, yeah, he 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 found it just as like hyped as I was, you know. <laughs> um, but I had to get him into the first episode of the Briarwood arc. Oh, nice! Just to show him just how dark it starts to go, yep. especially with Percy. Yep. But also, Scanlan's other song. <laughs> the, the the pull on my beads of love. <laughs> That's X-rated. Um, I just you know I had to make sure Landon experienced uh, pull on my beads of beads love. Of love. Yeah. And and so, how'd that so, go? Uh, yeah, he as he, well as to be expected. He was digging it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he was in, he's he he says he's enjoying the show. So I I'm sharing that with him. So awesome. You know, yeah, I'm getting. I, I, I'm just. I had a great day. Good. A, a well, great day. And then I took the Friday and yeah, the warehouse ended up being unoccupied until the supervisor came over to babysit. So, but uh, whatever. It is what it is. Did the building burn down? Nope. Did commerce stop? To my knowledge, no. Oh, yeah, everything's fine. Rocky's yeah, still getting his good. checks. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, that was my birthday. And then I just kept the bender going just 
chill, trying to come up with costume ideas because my work Christmas party was last night, Saturday yeah. night. Um, we ended up doing arts and crafts all yesterday afternoon. Okay. To where the Tamagotchi, we made Tamagotchis. <laughs> like just, just cardboard Tamagotchis on that, right. we, that we hung over our necks kind of thing. And the, the bullet time camera thing, what was that all about? That, it was just a 360 camera thing that they had there as a booth. Like they had, they always have like a couple different photo booths with different yeah. props and whatnot. Yeah. This is the first time they had this. That was pretty cool. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. I wished because uh, like Tom Leatherda wasn't there. Um, uh, a couple other people that. I didn't have any friends there really. Yeah. So, it, but it's it's still always a fun night, chill night. You know, good vibe, good music, all that stuff. Good food. How drunk did didn't you get? Win, didn't win any fucking prizes as usual. Well, why would you break that? Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, I didn't get super drunk, but I was still smoking too and drinking. I did have a couple, and like well, while we had, we end up uh, tally end up taking us home so we had to come back and get christmas car this morning you know. perfect but, so it was a good night it was, a good it, was night. Still, it was just a good night right but the uh the 360 thing was cool but had tom or somebody been there i definitely would have tried to recreate the, the guns the oh. gun, the gun club. <laughs> you know the spit the spit and the shooting yeah yeah you know. yeah that shit <laughs> yeah uh four of us fuck we're doing bullet club gold baby and i want to be juice because <laughs> that's what that is fucking cool it is really cool Oh, it'd be card uh, blade. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and yeah, that, so that that party, the party was good last night, and you know, that's just that's how my my last few days have been. I've just been awesome. chilling, just doing the, whatever the fuck I want, watching what I want. Nice. You know, I'm into season five of The Rookie now. Okay, and yeah. they've gone. Yeah, they're they're going too far with some of the ridiculous stuff. Jumping now. sharks. They've they're, they I think they jumped the shark. I want to say late season three, early oh, season four. Really? Because this, now they started getting into elements and arcs that are just getting a little too much. A little too okay. I'm having to really stretch my my disbelief a little too far than what I've had to in the past with this show. Oh, you know, like a teenage kid stealing a police helicopter. Only and with his only actual training just being playing flight simulators, it happens. You know that's where it really started for me. Like I'm still enjoying it, the characters and whatnot. It's still kind of fun, but it has gone a little too far with some of their stuff. So well, it is that's that's the power creep. But we're so. also into season five, right? And you know, season six starts in like a week and a half. Oh, so you know, but. After I get finished that, though, I will be starting Buffy. I did do that poll, and Buffy did win. I yep. will be starting Buffy after I finish the rookie. So that's my plan for that type for show viewing. At are you going to power through all the episodes, or are you going to pace yourself? I'll see how it goes. And, okay. You know, with the rookie, I've been doing like two or three episodes into singing, and that's been fine every couple days, kind of thing. Yep. That might be a decent pace. It's really going to depend on the shows. Yeah. You know, how well they hold my interest, how well I'm, you know, that kind of thing. So gotcha. I got how invested you. do I get? Yeah. So, okay. but I am looking forward to revisiting Buffy because I never did finish it. I know he didn't get all that far. So, mm. you know, I did, I did name one of my kids off of somebody in that show. So what? Who, who did Scott? I read just today? <laughs> or I read the other day. Nope. That role was originally offered to David Boreanaz? No. 
Um, Ralph Mouth. I could be wrong about this, but I want to say Johnny Depp. <laughs> wow. Okay. It was offered to like a, a bigger name in Hollywood now, and that's yeah, the but, role that went to Nicholas Brendan. But Depp was a name. Even back I can't then. remember who it was now, but I know I read something just recently, and it said that he was originally offered that role. Right. That that ended up going to Nicholas Freddie Brendan. Prince Jr. No, no, it was a bigger name, like somebody who is a bigger name now. Nicholas Cage. Um, Dana Carter. So yeah. <laughs> no. 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 Um, <laughs> Shit, I lost my. I had a thought and I lost again. Um, can I? Can I do want to share that my backstory? The, do that backstory my, now. Yeah, I want. I, you know, we could actually make this a bit of a segment, and I could do a share a backstory every week. Sure. You know, sure, Jason, we can do that. Jason's Jason RPG backstory of the week. Oh, that needs that doesn't it needs some flair? Yeah. Need, yeah, it needs, we'll, we'll, it, it's that that's a work in progress. Title title to be determined. Jason's fantasy men. Something like that. Something like that. That, that could work. That could like work. Right. Uh, we'll put a pin in that one. For <laughs> um, but this one here is in particular for a character named Sergeant Roy Malloy. Yes. Um, he is a GIF, and it is with a hard G, a GIF, um, who is the hippo, the space hippo race from the Spelljammer setting of D&D. Um, By the... Oh, uh, no. They've been around for a while. Yeah, but I, uh, they, they, we're basing this character in the 5e system, yes. so... Yep. 5e. Now, now you know what you need to know, which there is not a lot of info about the race. No, so, so basically, we're you're making lore as uh, you yeah, go along. I'm, I'm kind of making a little bit of lore here. Uh, so, Roy Malloy has always had a sense of adventure, thanks to the stories his parents told him of their time in service to the Concordia Bloat. Side note: Did you know that a group of hippos is called a bloat? I had no idea. Yes, it is. This is uh, information that I didn't know I needed. Thank you, Google. <laughs> um, now back to the story. Um, the GIF military force based out of the Concordia shipyards. That's just pulled out of my ass. Um, although it, I believe it does mention in one of the, the books when talking about the GIF that they may have like a home base in the hollowed out skull of a dead celestial. Boy, Much that. like nowhere... In the Guardians of the Galaxy. I was going to say, it sounds awfully familiar. Yes, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3, by the way. <laughs> okay. It is fantastic. Yep. Um, okay. So, his dad had been a captain, leading his platoon on numerous missions around the Astral Sea, and Mom was one of his sergeants. Their final mission together, protecting a high-value asset on a convoy mission, saw them both severely wounded in action. But the mission was still a success. Dad lost a leg and mom was severely burned, but they both survived and were reassigned to the shipyard itself. But okay. they never lost their fire for action. Question. Okay. Were were they in a relationship while on duty? Yes. That developed. Fraternizing. You can't do that. Uh, that That's against. In, in what military? Oh, every military. Are you the expert of the gift military? Considering I'm the dungeon master, I would say Yes. Okay, touche. Touche, <laughs> but you, you yourself have said I'm developing lore. Right. And I'm kind of taking this no, on a quasi... No, I, I just asked the question. I, I, I'm kind of seeing their societal structure, particularly with their military, kind of similar in a, now, Viking, is, is it a, a Viking strategy where she's kind of like a shield maiden to him, almost. Okay. Well, well, That's kind of how I'm kind of looking at we'll it. We'll let this one roll. That's kind of how I was... You're going to go with that one? Yes. Okay. 
Every night, Roy would hear stories of their adventures and even more stories from all his aunts and uncles who were, who were always visiting. Okay, hold on a second. Another yep. question. Yep. So, uh, injured in line of duty. Yep. Yes. So, they were honorably discharged. Yes. And did they have Roy after or yes. during their- After. Uh, after. Okay. After. Okay. After when, when things slowed down for them. Yep. Yes. It's like, oh, we're, we're not going to get shot in the face, so we may as well have a kid <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Mom wasn't going into active duty while pregnant. <laughs> it happens. No. It, it could happen. Absolutely. But no, not okay. in this case. All right. No. All right. Um, so Antonio's were visiting. His dad's stories always included some connection to their family legacy, Whispers, an ancient rapier that has been passed through the family for generations. It's said Whispers guides and protects the Malloy family, and based on dad's stories, it's got to be true. Now, is Whispers a sentient weapon, or is this just... Well, game mechanics-wise, currently, it's just a rapier plus one. Yes. Now, side uh, the the side part of this because we'd already discussed this. My plan with the character level one fighter until level three, level four he's going warlock. Oh, okay. With the genie being his patron, yes. And what the, what I see it as is the rapier has some sort of gemstone in the pommel, then and that's the where blade. the and that's where the genie comes in. Gotcha. That's the goal of the character okay. at this point. Okay. Period. Okay. Yep. Um, I just had questions. That's no, please, please, okay. please. That's 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 another thing to share okay. here, especially with this character, since this character is about to see some life. Um, from silly inside jokes to the loss of a friend, Roy heard them all and was fascinated by it all. But the parts he liked the most were the strange new worlds and everything in them, new environments with new people, animals, and the mysteries. That's what Roy wanted the most. But growing up in the Concordia bloat is boring. I mean, come on, it's a military base. No fun allowed. Well, unless you consider having access to high-grade military weaponry and firing range is boring. Well, he didn't have access to that stuff yet as a kid. Um, every time Roy sought out adventure, he wasn't just sneaking into sections of the base he wasn't allowed in. He was in a new world, assessing a new possible threat to find whatever mysterious treasure he could. Was he stowing away? No, he never got that far okay. because of this, this next part. Unfortunately, Roy wasn't very good at it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was, so he was usually caught fairly quickly with only a minor infraction. Right. <laughs> so uh, a slap on the wrist, like kick in the ass. That's and... why he's fighter, not rogue. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. If he was going rogue build, he wouldn't have got caught. Oh. <laughs> I got gotcha. um, wasn't. Yeah, he's not good at it. Not good at it. Well, Okay. Maybe he just haven't developed that skill yet. Which is true. That is true. That is something for him to work on. Right. Which is where the story goes next. So Roy employed a new strategy. He put his focus into his training, uses imaginary adventures to push himself to be the best. The best soldiers have the best adventures. So he trained hard, reached the top of his class at the academy, and he was selected for a few special assignments during his senior year. What were those special assignments? One of which in particular... Earned him a special commendation when he near single-handedly disabled a raider ship by exploding their ammunition pile, and he didn't have a scratch on him. Yes, Whispers was with him that day. Okay. What I'm picturing there is he was on a protective mission, and raider ship came up broadside, and he was able to uh, 
shoot out one of the chains that secures one of the cannons. Okay. So when it fired, it opened up more of a space in the the port for him to be able to jump through, and he blew the fuck out of the ammunition pile and jump off the ship, catching another rope and swing into safety. Very swashbuckler. Exactly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. How did he blow up the the ammunition pile? Uh, with his gun, because that, that's part of their okay. their yeah, 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 their yeah. training. Yeah. They have a I, mystical, the like, gift. The gift have the mystical right. connection to firearms. Right. They like so, bang bangs. I'm just wondering like, if it was a gun or a grenade or guns. guns. Uh, he, okay. It, okay, no, that's cool. Grenades could have been possible too, right. but right. right, you know, yep. most likely the gun. Most likely the, gun. the bang bang. Yep. Um, okay. Now, fresh out of the academy, Roy has decided to exercise his right to walkabout. Gif of the bloat have the right to declare walkabout before directly entering full service to the bloat. Travel, spread your wings, experience life, and then decide what kind of life you want to live. However, the more time away from the bloat, the lower the potential for advancement within. So, if you want to become a super general, whatever the highest rank could be, I haven't super I haven't general. delved that far into it. Super general. Super general. <laughs> super general. <laughs> you know, One Piece had like vice hey, super admirals or something. I don't not know. just a fucking um, regular general. Fucking super, super general. general. Um <laughs> Uh, so Roy is going walkabout. Great big fuck off stars on your show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but where to? He wants to live the adventures he always dreamed about. And after asking around and talking with everyone he, who he knows who cares about these sort of things, he wants to go somewhere not a lot is known about yet. A newer discovered world within the Astral Sea. There's a trade ship heading to a place called Alexandria. That sounds like a good start. So... The ship that he has has interdimensional capabilities. Well, that's the astral sea. You yeah, see? the astral sea can take takes you to different worlds. Right, right. So it has interdimensional. As long as you're within the same material plane, the same plane of existence. Yeah, yeah. Then the astral sea does connect them, just, yeah. just like our galaxy yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah, okay. that's, so that's dimension, plane, same. Yeah, semantic. essentially, yes. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. So, so. Um, there's a trade ship that's he's he's hitched a ride on. Maybe he's doing some security work for him to get okay. there, and then they're going to land in. I think would you say Marrakesh or Marrakesh? Uh, where did I say the south south of Wildmount? I don't know the very yeah, south, south um, end of Wildmount. I think it's called Marrakesh or the Marquesian coast. It was on the Marquesian coast. But was, you said we're going to be landing there, or we'll be porting there. Uh, and yeah, that's where I'm getting yeah. off the boat. Uh, and God damn it! What is it? Not Port de Mali. Um Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Fuck. Whatever it is. It's, it'll it'll it's, come it's, to you when we need it. <laughs> yeah, but it, like it's a it's a major major yes, city. Exactly. That's why it's a perfect spot for an out of town ship to be able to slip in without people realizing that it's, it's right. from out of town. Right, right. You right, know? Right. Because they can they can land into the water and then float in. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, that, I, I feel like that's a solid backstory for a GM. It fills in the, the requisite information without making him a center character. He, he's not a chosen one. He's not destined for greatness, he, or at least not from the backstory. Right. That's up to something for the, the player and the GM to determine and to, to develop over time. Yes. But it gives you an idea of what kind of character he is. He's a playful, adventurous type. Yes. You know, um, he does have, he must have some honor because he's military trained. So he, he, he does show some, 
some points of honor in that respect. Mm. And then it's got the whole backstory of he could always be called back home. You know, there could be some sort of, you know, even though he's on walkabout, the gift that the bloat calls. Like, yeah, uh, get your ass like back that. home. Exactly. So that kind of thing. The, yeah. the, the, the bloat has called the horn or something and they come running. Does he have communication capabilities between? That is what we would have to determine in the game. My my thinking was if there's trade ships coming in, maybe there's some sort of like a message network, you know, like a postal system, but like a central message depot in in most towns. Yep. That, okay. That, that makes sense. Okay. I can work with that. I feel like that's the easiest thing to, that fits a fantasy narrative yes. is if somebody has set up a, basically a postal network. Yeah. You know, okay. a, a rudimentary one if that. If yeah. that. So. Uh, it would be easy enough to be like to give you like a sending stone. Do they reach that distance though? No, but it would it would have to be um, when when one of the ships comes into port okay. then they contact you okay but there's no way like they're not going to contact you for no reason right so if 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 there's something that requires that your attention maybe maybe there's a stone sending stone that is sent on the ship when it lands in Alexandria. that's how they contact you and you okay. have to somehow i have to check in with it that right. sort of thing sure right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This uh, that's something we can easily work at. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just I am proud of my backstory. That's I've had story. a few backstories that yeah. that, that that I'm really proud of. <laughs> so nice. there you go. Yeah. Let's keep make, writing. I'd like to make that a segment. Yep. Keep and, writing. And yeah, keep writing, writing more of them. Right. So with with that in mind, mm-hmm. uh, Carter's character ten Carter's, run ten run ten run. So thinking about it. Uh, my writing in particular. Do you remember how I used to do the uh, the episode wrap ups when I was DMing when we first got together with the Saga crew? I would do like the long. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to do that with the episodes of the Adventures of Sergeant Roy Malloy and Ten Run, and. Do do those do those uh, synopses? Uh, Sergeant Roy and Ten Run show. Yeah, something, <laughs> something to that effect. Hi, oh, Silverware. <laughs> but it like it, fuck. What the it, hell can it we works. ride for mounts? Ponies. A hippo and an elephant riding on the back of a pony. Sure, why not? It's gonna look like something right out of Looney Tunes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Super ponies. Super ponies. <laughs> but celestial uh, ponies. It's an, it, there's options. <laughs> but uh they no, may be short, but they're fucking jacked. That's right. Fucking <laughs> small oxen or something. Uh where you were having a good week, I was the Dorian Gray mirror to your Oh yeah. Just had a fucking shit week. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, you mentioned, you, you, I saw your post with the other day, you were blocked and whatnot. Yeah. Fucking hate it. It sucks. It, like, I, I was on a really good roll from the start of the new year and said the other day, I just I said, I woke up and it's just like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you, fuck that, fuck them. I just, 
I shut down doing anything and everything. It just, it was just like, yep, I have my iPad and a chair and I sat in the chair on the iPad for like two days straight mm-hmm. and just felt fucking miserable the entire time doing it, knowing where, what I had been doing and what I'm currently doing. And it, it was just like, nope, I just fuck this, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And well, what got you out of it? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I jerked the yoke back this morning and they said, I, I kind of got back on track reading. I finished my one book, the atomic habits book. Okay. Um, I started another book that's more of a workbook, the one that I started. So I'm going to put that one aside and move on to something else. But it was, it was, it was one of those things is like everything that I did up until I just about flushed it all away. And I'm just like, I didn't want to do the things that I should, I know I should be doing. Like wasn't walking, wasn't exercising, doing this, wasn't writing. It was just like, I'm stuck. And. Hey, that sounds familiar. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> that sounds really familiar. Yeah. Hmm. And it was just wait, like. Wait a minute. You don't think they knew something like, you know, like they wrote that last season of Letterkenny, like they're real people or something, do you? What? No it's way. Inconceivable. What? What? <laughs> Wow! Bullshit! Don't don't write realism into your funny show. Damn it! Make me laugh. Make me laugh. Don't make me think. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was it was just one of those things. I knew I knew it was just a fucking downtrend. Nothing to fucking. The weather probably didn't help. (sighs) The weather has turned crappy. It's fucking January. I, I get that. I, 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 I get so. it that this is like, this is more normal weather for us. I get that. But it's the shift in the weather affects yeah. everybody differently. Yeah. And some people it hits harder than others. And sometimes it hits. No, I just, you know? I just, I think it was just a, a natural backlash of like, I was pushing positive so hard eventually that a fucking the elastic band gets so far okay and then it has to fucking snap back so i think i stretched myself just just to the point and it was just like now take a step back son and away i went but I, i i i recognized it i knew what was going on i didn't wallow in it I just like, okay, just fucking ride it out. It's going to fucking go away. It's just one of those things. Just fucking suck it up and just get through it. And you think you're through it? I'm getting through it. So this is like today. Good day. Better day, I should say. And it was just one of those things where. Better because. Better because of what? Because I'm here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Yes, Jason. Hey, man. 
Damn, that fishing rod was getting heavy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> way to make it awkward, bud. <laughs> oh fuck! But no, it was just, it was just one of those days, one of those days. But you said there was no getting, no getting around it, no getting that, over. That's it. kind of where I was at. For like Friday and whatnot, like I, I didn't really want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I did what little I, I needed to well, get done. You said you, you hit a milestone, <coughs> and you're just like, I hit a milestone birthday on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. Fuck that. Yep. So <laughs> that's why. Yeah. I take my whole birthday week off. Used to. Now. I'm taking my entire birthday, birthday. fucking year off. Yep. <laughs> but hey, you earned it. So, but you know, it, it was just one of those things. Was like, I recognized how much of a fucking bitch I was, and I'm just like, I can't fucking maintain this shitty attitude for too much longer. So, well, I, you know. And I did, like I did talk to Crystal about the, the weed and like her buying the weed and whatnot, and like I did kind of make her feel bad a little bit, you know, when I when I told her like, you know, I'm you know you know I'm trying to quit and whatnot. And she goes, but but are you? And do you need to like? Are you really not? Like, she she pointed out, and I said, and you're telling me that you're not you weren't upset with me through the holidays with how much I was smoking and She goes, like, no. No, it didn't matter. Like yeah. the only times it bothers her is when, like, if we get food or something, I come home and I smoke before we eat. Oh, you okay. know the food's sitting there ready, and you're out, and I go out, go out and have a smoke. Yeah, that's she said the only time that it really bothers her. Yeah. Other than that, no. So sitting down, eat with each other, and eating, yeah. sharing the meal, but right. So and you know I get that. That's just a matter of retooling. Yep. Oh yeah, that's that's not a big exactly, deal. and it's I I I I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm always you know that's just what's gonna happen. But I'll fuck it, <laughs> fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. No, I uh, say hey, say I hey. hear there was a lot of wrestling oh, going on. God, there was a lot of wrestling happened last night. Because let's see, uh, well, AEW has their Collision show, yeah. which I don't know what was featured on there now. Um, Battle of the Belts. Oh, I think it okay. was. I, okay, I saw Sammy Guevara do something stupid. He did a whole bunch of stupid shit. Yeah, he. I love how just a few days, like earlier this week, he posts something about you know now that he's got the kid and all that. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta be a little more selective with my my crazy stunts. And then he goes and does shit like this. No. That's he, being selective? Sure. Really? Sure. At least he didn't fucking try and use real glass. <gasps> oh, are you mentioning that Jack, Jack Perry dude who yeah. just showed up in New Japan? Yeah. And Jack Perry, like, okay, uh, I don't know the guy, but he sure comes across as the dumbest motherfucker in wrestling. I, I don't know what do we know what he said in New Japan? Uh he was he comes out, he's wearing a mask and he jumps a Shota, Shota Umino. Shota right. Umino. Yeah. Um so that's Jack Perry's introduction to New Japan. Mm-hmm. So he's he's now beard. There was like he's wearing a gigantic beard and I went, No, he's not. No. He's he's got a beard. Um 
He's he had a thing where he's calling himself the scapegoat. <laughs> I'm <gonna> like, <laughs> dude, you're still in the same fucking company that the guy that you got fucking started the fight with. He got fired. You're still there. You're how are you a scapegoat? I get what he's going for, but, but it doesn't make sense. Doesn't you're make right. any goddamn sense. He yeah. fucking technically won. Yes. But he's saying he's taking it as the fans are going to see him as the scapegoat. He's the reason why CM Punk is not. Well, that's not a anymore. scapegoat. That's kind of that's probably how he's playing it. But that's not a scapegoat. I get that. I'm not saying I, <laughs> yeah. I agree with it and that it works. I'm saying that's probably the mentality that they're following, and it sure. just doesn't make sense because it doesn't. It's it's wrong. Yeah. Anyway, then <laughs> then he fucking Jack Perry the fucking. Rebel he is produces his air quote AEW contract, which just happens to have the giant fucking logo on the fucking. He tears up his contract. Now I'm no lawyer, yeah, but I think Jack Perry is still under contract with AEW. Oh yeah, one doesn't just tear up a contract and is free and clear of. What is he doing then? Like, what are they doing right now? He's trying to be fucking the uh, loose cannon kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Where the fucking actual loose cannon's kid is in a fucking place where he can become fucking bigger than Jack Perry. He could ever has fucking... the potential. I don't know if he's showing the, the ability so far. He's still green as grass. Yeah. And, but. I don't worry, he's got some, some help probably coming to, to help him uh, work out. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> with this deal with, is it All Japan or is it NOAA? All Japan. All Japan. A possible wor- a working relationship between the WWE and All Japan. Yeah. And they may be sharing talent, particularly with, uh, with NXT. Yeah. Charlie Dempsey um, went over. And you said that's William Regal's kid? That's William Regal's kid. Damn. And what he, I've seen of him, he's fucking impressive. Yeah. Who's his dad? Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> the uh, genetics work. Right. Uh, Nakajima saw Dempsey off at the airport. So there's a real good chance we're going to see Nakajima in NXT. He's going to be stiffing the fuck out of people. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on in the wrestling world right now <laughs> that these streams that never would have fucking crossed, they did way back in the day. When Vince was working in uh, SWX or something like that, working yeah. with Tenru in a group there, they had a working relationship with a Japanese group. And then it died almost instantly. Yep. And the fucking forbidden door was fucking welded shut by Vince. Yep. But now Triple H and Endeavor and fucking... They cut the fucking hinges off the door. Yeah, uh... What's which con is that? Tony Con. Nick. Nick. Nick Con. Wrong Tony. Wrong. Wrong. There's too many fucking cons yeah. in wrestling. <laughs> well, all, um, of them, all of them, but that's a different right, story. That's true. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you have Triple H is possibly entering a working relationship with a, two legitimate Japanese companies. Yes. Stardom. And all Japan. Which stardom is just baffling because it's owned by Bushi Road that owns New Japan. Therein is the <laughs> other thing that I heard. 
Triple H approached New Japan for a possible working relationship. But if you've got to work with All Japan, can they do that? Why not? Huh? Who's the biggest wrestling company on the planet? WWE. That's, that's true, yes. Who would you want to work with? Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're a Japanese promotion and the fucking head of creative and the boss show up and say, hey, you guys want to work with us? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. especially with Tanahashi being the president of New Japan, yep. he's already got a relationship with a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. in WWE. Yeah. Not Tanahashi's the, got a relationship all over the place. Right. So every, everything's on the table right. from what we can tell with New Japan. Right. Anybody could be showing up anywhere. That would be... Pretty wild when you start and thinking about it. So, you know, there the potential is there that you could see a G1 Climax tournament that could feature... John Moxley and fucking CM Punk. Possibly. You could see AEW and WWE talent yep. in a G1 Climax yep. tournament. Would you see them against each other? Probably not. No. I would see them being they're, kept they're, separate blocks. They yeah. ain't crossing over, yeah. except maybe in a tag match, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you would do a tag match, but they could you, see, you would, I could even see them putting them on the same team, so there's no risk about who's better than who, right? You know, but everybody, everybody, like I said, if if it's the Vince mentality of WWE is better than everybody, so I don't know if they carry that over, but I don't think so because you don't get to where they're at now with Vince still there obviously obviously yeah. so if it's a whole new mentality you got are they going to do what's right are they going to do what's going to going to make sense what's right for business and, and, yeah <laughs> that's that is that's the way to look at it right so but the potential that we we're, we're, we're going to see with this like the talent in in all Japan yeah. not, and and the start the Julia coming yeah. you know possibly like no, not possibly. It, that, definitely. That is definitely? It's a definite okay. thing. because It's a definite maybe? Yeah, More <laughs> more definite than maybe. Okay. <laughs> because I think she's finishing out her contract. She's- March, I believe. March. When she's clear. Then she's taking time off to make her English better. Then she goes to NXT. She's well on her way. I did see a promo recently. Her English is probably way better than some of the Japanese that are currently in the okay. in the process or in the system. So I think that's just might be her insecurity. Probably. And she's probably looking at us like, wow, okay, they're going to throw a massive spotlight on me. I better <laughs> yeah. have all my ducks in a row. So, hey, more power to her. Yep. I have way more faith in her coming over than I did with Jade Cargill, all right? Right. That's that's just because of the the system that Julia was in beforehand. Um again, to me, Jade Cargill was fucking thrown to the thrown to the wolves and she was protected, majorly oh, yeah. protected. Oh yeah, big time. Because because she's so green and she's like, she's a rookie, but she looks like a million dollars. That's yeah. why she was thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched the uh, AEW World's End pay per view. Yeah, um, I skimmed all no, skimmed through most of it, but uh, women's match, the women's matches, both of them were decent. 
But both of them were a little clunky in the finish. Is that Rio and uh, Rio versus Tony versus Storm? Storm. Uh, Chris Statlander. Uh, uh, yeah. That is that the Statlander Willow fucking train wreck? No, 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 no. That I think that's with Julie, where Julia Hart came in or something. Uh, but the the other match was Julia Hart versus Abaddon. Oh, okay. Um, that and the finish looked awful. Yeah, uh, Julia Hart go, does a moonsault off the top, but when she landed, she did not land like she landed on her knee. Like she totally protected, completely protected Abaddon. her impact. So it, there was no impact whatsoever. Mm. It, it was. It, uh, but I appreciate that. But <laughs> but the Eddie Kingston John Moxley for the finals for the Continental Classic. Oh, ooh. that match was great. Oh yeah, the story behind it. You had Daniel Danielson on commentary, still calling Eddie a bum and whatnot, but giving him his props that yeah, his he's got really good strikes with his fists and all that like. You know, they played it well, and even though I knew, I already knew who won. I didn't know the finish, and the finish was a surprise. Like it came, it came very quick out of nowhere, and it made sense. Okay, and they were trading blows yet again, and one more backfist, a spinning backfist. Moxley goes down one, two, three. Like it made sense. He took a few of them, <laughs> so you know they they told a great story. Eddie Kingston is just. He's a joy to watch right now. I mm. like him. I like him. He's a bum. Yeah, I know. He's the king of the bums, though. So <laughs> I like the him. fact that they're 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 touting that that as a triple crown that collection. Yeah, of belts. I don't. I don't, like, I don't understand. They're putting a little too much, a little too much weight there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The embellishment is there. I get it. If but if they're trying to make those that triple crown. When you think of that, they're trying to make you think of the All Japan I know. Triple Crown. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's fucking no comparison. Yeah. So. I, 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 Wednesday, Wednesday morning, I get to work and I'm flipping through the, the webpage, MSNBC or whatever it is. Yep. My standard, the news site that I see every day. And you know, it's a slow news day. Wednesday morning, I see. Young new WWE superstar wins major title, wins first major title. 22-year-old star. What? On NXT, some new young star named Oba Femi, 22-year-old from Nigeria. Oh, that's that giant dude, isn't it? One, one, I don't know. All I know is he's from Nigeria, he's 22, and he won the North American title. Okay. And that was a news headline. On MSNBC the next day. Slow, that is a slow news cycle. That is a very slow news day. Yeah. Um, TNA is back. Yes, I didn't realize that was this weekend. I knew it was coming, but yep. TNA is back. Was it a pay-per-view event? It was, doing? what was it called? Hard to Kill? Hard to Kill. Yeah, TNA, Impact Wrestling is no longer a thing. TNA. They've gone back to the TNA moniker. Total non-stop action wrestling. Yep. Uh there was a couple surprises. I only know one thing. Which that? That is Nick Nemeth made his, made an appearance yep. there as well. Yes. Went so, after Moose, the new champion. So, okay. Moose um, is the champ. All right. Yeah. Uh, who? Dana Brooke. Remember yeah. her? Yes. She made an appearance as a new character. Okay. 
Eve by Elegance. Eve by Elegance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the comparisons uh, to Timeless Tony Storm. Oh no! Have already started to fly. Oh no! So Dana Brooke was trying to hitch her wagon to the Timeless Tony Storm. Okay. And for all accounts, it's just like ah, oh, that dude. No. Hey, that the I will say if you're gonna steal, steal from the best because time the timeless Tony Storm stuff is amazing. The black and white shit all the time is great, but it's Tony Storm that makes that gimmick. Yes, it is. You yeah. can't just slap that gimmick on anybody, and you can't just fucking say, "Well, I'm I'm this now." Yeah, no, she's no Tony Storm is fully uh, committed to the character oh, of the. Yes. Old time Hollywood yep. starlet. So, so when when the pictures started showing up, this the Eve by Elegance, and I'm just like, who the fuck is that? Like, I had no idea who it was. And then after like a few things that come to uh, um, Eve by Elegance, formerly known as Dana Brooke, I went, that's Dana Brooke. Okay, okay, so. <laughs> I kind of know that name. Uh, why would you want to go with something new? Like, well, Dana Brooke was a, a WWE property. Oh, okay. That's not a real name. Oh, oh right. So okay. She couldn't use that one. Okay, I didn't realize yeah. that. All right. Um, Trinity versus Jordan Grace for the yeah, knockout. How would that go? Jordan Grace beats Trinity. Okay. Trinity's leaving. Going back to the Fed. Probably. Going back to the Fed. Okay. Trinity had some friends in the audience watching oh from a very high vantage point with sunglasses and disguises all right bailey and sasha banks wow all right both of them okay both of them were there watching trinity all right do her match so well why not because they're all going to be back in the fed so eventually yeah rumble rumble no sasha banks uh, Mercedes Monet is uh, definitely signed with AEW. Is that official? That's official. It is official. Twenty five million dollars over five years. I didn't even hear that. Yep. Fuck me, damn. Twenty five million dollars over five <sighs> years. Well, give them fucking time. Prove prove to me that she's worth it, Tony. Because I haven't seen it yet. No, no. So like that was that was the reason why she didn't. She's not going back to the Fed is because she wanted money like that. And Triple H is like, you're not that good yeah. for that kind of money. Yeah. So I, I, you got to prove to me she's worth it. Right. And Tony's like, we'll take her. And locking her up to that kind of money is just like, that seems like a very terrible idea. Yep. Business wise, I don't get Tony's. Espe- idea. Especially. And, you know, I not, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it sound as bad as it's going to sound for the women's division that you're not giving any time for anyways. No. Like you're making an investment in a side of your product. You don't seem to care as much no. about. No, it's great. Great for Sasha Banks. Great for fucking yeah. Mercedes Monet. You fucking, you get, you get there, you do a couple promos and you sit in catering and you fucking cash checks. Mm-hmm. Not a bad gig. Yeah, sure. You're, you're a wrestler and you want to wrestle, but it's yeah. AEW, and they don't do anything with their women. No, 
Their women's so. division has been lacking lately. Yeah. It gets little little rays of sunshine and then very little follow up. Right. Yeah. It, it so does the only the only thing that I, I care about Tano's Tony Storm, the return of Jamie Hader. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's about it. Like who else? Who else am I missing? Who like nobody else? Other okay, Abaddon stands out because he's fucking weird. Yep. All the other people are just there. Yeah. Yeah. There's no real standouts. Nope. Yeah. It's the it, but and but it also still comes down to they don't have enough time to show anything. No. Well, okay, that again, Tony has too many people on his roster and everybody's trying to get he's only got so many shows mm-hmm. and nobody knows how to book a show properly. So yeah. you can't you can't squeeze all these people into these shows and the eagle booking, the fucking bucks. Did you hear that? That go- makes me Sad. It makes yeah. me sad. That's that really Sting. Sting's last match, Sting and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks. On top of that, I don't know if Dave Meltzer is trolling everybody, uh-huh. but did you see what he, 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 Meltzer put this out he goes, yeah, the Young Bucks probably, probably within the last 20 years or maybe ever are the best tag team in helping carry people. No. And I was like, what? No. No, Dave, yeah. that yeah, no, that Dave, that's Dave, get off their dick. Come on, that's that's a little too much. The come on now, I will admit that for for better or worse, whatever you want to say, they have done things for the industry. You know, good or bad, they, it's true. Right, they've made an impact. Are they in consideration for a great tag team? Absolutely, they can be in that consideration. Sure, but that's a stretch. That's a fucking. That, He's got to be trolling. Yeah. It's got to be because there's no way that you can consider the Young Bucks the greatest tag team in carrying the fucking Rock and Roll Express. Made their careers on carrying teams. Yeah. The Midnight Express. Arn and Tully. Fucking FTR. Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation. Fucking the list goes Bulldogs. on and on. Bull, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever, Dave. Whatever. Yeah. I I don't... In the last 15, maybe? Yeah, because there's no real established teams like the Bucks. There's no real tag teams. Everybody else is thrown together. Not too many of them, no. They're a natural team. But if you go outside of that parameter, no, it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. (sighs) Ah. Pro wrestling. Want to hear some music? Uh, I was like, end of an era happened. An end of an at era. The uh, battle. The oh, there was, oh yeah, the New Japan show. New we Japan got, show. Okay, I forgot if there was one more show. Uh, what, end of an era. Moxley beat Shingo Takagi in a street fight. Okay. Okada beat Will Osprey clean in the middle of the mat in the middle of the ring. Really? With a fucking. Gang of clotheslines and a rainmaker that almost took his head off. Wow. So, and then Osprey gets up, shakes his hand, they hug, and this is Osprey's. He's out. He's out. 
He's, he's headed to AEW. He's no longer contractually obligated nope. to Japan. Yep. Yeah, he's been there a while. Yes. He, he got really... He got famous in New Japan. New yeah. Japan got him famous. And now he's like, I'm going to take... I like that I have seen most of his career. Like, I have yes. seen the highlights of his yeah. Super Juniors all the way up. Well, you I've saw seen. the aerial assassin. Yep. And then you saw him like... I want to walk when I'm a little bit older. <laughs> Transition yeah, to I want to say it was him. Abushi was the last. Like that's when he started to slow things down. It was after that when he had that really, really bad neck bump off the apron. Yeah, I want to say that's about the point where he started to slow yeah. down. Just neck, a little bit. Neck bump on the apron. <laughs> yeah, those really shouldn't be said. No, right? like <laughs> the only okay. The only way they should be said is neck bumps on the apron. Our fucking band. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't dispute that. Yeah. Here's um, okay. There was uh, NXT, not NXT. Fucking TNA. Uh, Alex Hammerstone showed up. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. All right. So I don't know where yeah. that's yeah. where he's gonna go with that, but. Hey, I, it's Hammerstone, cool to see a guy like that in a, in one of the bigger companies. Right, I was going to say, Hammerstone needs a bigger platform mm-hmm. because the dude is fucking, the dude needs a bigger platform. Um, what else happened? Uh, Eddie Edwards. When is the Okada in TNA? Is that? Soon. Gonna, that's coming up still. It's coming right? up soon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be like last night. But, uh, I didn't think it was part of the TNA relaunch. I thought it was a separate thing. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, because Josh Alexander had a match. Um, and that's who Okada's facing. It, so. Okada's supposed to be facing Josh Alexander. Uh, yeah, let's go do some music. Of wrestling you know, sucks. Okay. But you. Actually DJing today. DJ. Yes. DJ Jason J. I, I, DJ J Fed. J, DJ J Fed. DJ J Fed. DJ, DJ gave ah, it doesn't yes. fit on a t-shirt, bro. Uh, so this, okay, the, the technology of fucking podcasting yeah. is fucking cutting edge, cutting edge technology. Because we got vinyl, bitches. We got vinyl, bitches, because we're fucking taking it old school because so, Jason's 50. <laughs> I'm 50. I got a record player. I got some cool records. I listened to, I listened to a couple of them last week. Um, I did listen to the be- Best Little Horror House in Texas original cast recording. Yeah. Uh, Is that from the uh, the Broadway play? Uh, I don't know if it was Broadway, but yeah, it was the stage version. Okay. Um, from before the film. Not Dolly Parton. Not Dolly Parton. Uh, still did have some of her music, okay. but not I Will Always Love You. Really? That was in the movie. In the stage version, that song is replaced by Hard Candy Christmas. <laughs> Another Dolly Parton. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but okay, does that make it, Best it, Little it, Horror House in Texas a Christmas movie? No, 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 no. Because the song, well, the song is about Christmas. Yeah, it's t- she's talking about the kind of life that she lived. Ah, that's okay. where, like the the kind of family she came up yeah, in, that yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Okay. But that this song is not from that. No, this is from the Best of the Blues Brothers album. Yeah. This is a song that Tom introduced to me a while back. And, uh, well, this is blues. Doesn't have to entirely make sense sometimes. (laughs) 
Get things going here. Here we go. Fire in the hole. Drop the needle. Hiss and pop. Uh, oh. Do that again. Oh, oh, oh. Gotta back it up. Gotta back it up. Hold on a sec. Let's try this again here. Here we go. Again, this won't make sense. Why? What? You'll hear. Sure. You'll hear. Uh, you'll hear. The song is called Rubber Biscuit. Ackroyd has got such a distinctive voice. You know, that same day, and this will give you an idea of how down I was, I did have a ricochet biscuit. Oh, yeah. Well, now, a ricochet biscuit is that kind, that particular brand of biscuit. That's supposed to bounce off the wall back in your mouth. People, if it don't bounce back, you will go hungry. Ball, ball, ball. I don't know what any of it means. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Now, the other day, it wasn't the same day, but I did have... A cool water sandwich and a Sunday go to meat and bun, which means I had a watermelon. I took a little lady to church. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> What was that word? No, it's just just <laughs> version of scat. Scat, yeah. Now I ask you people, what do you all want for nothing? A rubber biscuit? You don't have to understand the blues. No, no. Well, okay, dude, I was playing Mongolian throat music. (laughs) How much of that are we going to understand? That is true. So I would just... I don't remember taking Mongolian class in high school, so... 
I think I took it for like one semester and I dropped it for. Oh, okay. Yeah. You only took it because of a girl and then she dumped you? Right. There was this uh, hot Mongolian chick. Hot <laughs> Mongolian chick. Uh, there, there's always one. There's always a hot Mongolian right, chick. Um, <laughs> uh, what's, okay, I, I, I have It's up options. to you. I have two options here. No, you pick. All right, okay, we're going to go this route. No, don't say nothing. Don't I'm say not. Nothing. Don't say nothing. Why, why ruin the surprise? Why ruin the surprise? Yeah, this song uh, doesn't require... Any introduction, really. It's it's an iconic tune. Um, iconic. It is iconic. <laughs> it is truly iconic. Um, it's, it's, it's very iconic in my lifetime. That's sure, sure, sure. That should do it. So, uh, yeah. Enjoy the dulcet tones of Daffy Duck, I believe. Or Donald Duck. Hiss and pop. Love that. Good evening, Mr. Duck. Hello, Spot. Can I get the door for you? <laughs> Thank you very much. Black Sunday. He's got style. He's got flair. Yeah. Never to let be. But he doesn't care. Dressed in blue. Hold that cover up. Ladies love to touch his uniform. Mess with him and you're out of luck. He's a macho duck. Yeah. My fucking jam when I was a kid, yo. Oh, he is a manly sensation. Macho, macho duck. He's a macho, macho. Macho, macho duck. Macho, 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 
Make them like that anymore. Fuck no. <laughs> game over, man. It's game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Y'all come back now. Yeah.